Michigan has the second largest elk herd east of the Mississippi, but there's been an increase in poachings lately, and that leaves many people wondering why. You know, it just boggles the mind why someone would want to do that. Plus, many hunters dream of bagging an elk, but more and more are cheating with bait. Funny thing is, they don't even realize they're breaking the law. We'll explain coming up on Points North from Interlochen Public Radio, where we hear about life in northern Michigan through the news, the people, and the places. I'm Noelle Riley. Last month, three more elk were found shot dead in the Pigeon River State Forest near Gaylord. It was the latest in a series of poachings that has made the past few months some of the worst for Michigan's elk herd. Interlochen Public Radio's Dan Wanchura reports the killings have many area residents confused and outraged. It's a sunny winter afternoon deep in the Pigeon River State Forest. Michigan Department of Natural Resources officer Matt Thunick hikes his way to the spot where three cow elk were recently poached. So this is the, uh, the site of the first animal. Um, it was laying here on the ground. You can still see pinkish-red snow where blood pooled after the elk was shot. Thunick says the other two elk were found about 50 and 100 yards away from this first one. I've had lots of people from the public say, why would somebody do that? And I said, I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping to find out when we, uh, when we eventually catch these people. Over the past three months, eight elk have been poached in northern Michigan. But the DNR says the real number of poaching cases is likely two to three times higher than what's known. That's because the elk habitat is so large, only so many of the poachings are ever discovered. Now, in three of the poaching cases, hunters shot the animals on accident and turned themselves in. But in the other five cases, the elk were shot and just left to rot. Usually, by the time the DNR gets to them, it's too late to salvage any of the meat. It's just a pure waste of an animal. Sarah Doan serves local hunters at the Elkhorn Grill and Tavern in Vanderbilt. She says most of the people she talks to are disgusted with the poachings. It's not a trophy. Nobody's being fed. It's not something that can be donated to a food pantry or anything after the fact. People are very upset about it. Michigan has a long history with elk. Before the state was established, a species of eastern elk roamed the land. As Europeans came, those elk were overhunted and eventually wiped out. But in 1918, elk were reintroduced to the state from Yellowstone National Park. Three separate herds were released in northern Michigan, and two of those herds again were wiped out. But the last one, a herd south of Wolverine in the Pigeon River country, survived and are the reason Michigan has elk today. Brian Mastenbrook is with the DNR. He says the reason that herd survived while the others didn't was because the community around the Pigeon River country really took pride in the animals. The predators were non-existent except for humans. The people must have just protected them more. That support continues. Today, Michigan has around 1,200 elk. Ryan Lucas is a hunter who's shopping at Jay's Sporting Goods in Gaylord. We take a lot of pride and care in our elk herd here. We're, you know, we're the only place in Michigan that has it, and it's, it's something that's special to us. And uh, yeah, so we do, we do kind of protect it and appreciate it. So why the unusually high number of elk poachings this year? Meredith Gore is a conservation social scientist at Michigan State University. She says the answer is complicated. It's possible that people might be doing this for the thrill uh, or because they're bored or because they're trying to do some sort of gamesmanship. 
Another thing Gore looks at is whether there have been any related policy or regulatory changes, like the controversial deer and elk baiting ban enacted last year. Then last month, when state lawmakers passed legislation to reverse the ban, Governor Gretchen Whitmer vetoed it. Meredith Gore says it's all something to keep in mind. Sometimes people retaliate as a form of rebellion. It's almost like a form of civil disobedience, if you will. That's the theory Jim Ormsby is going with. He's an elk hunting guide from Vanderbilt. He thinks people are frustrated and trying to send a message to the state. And I think this is just kind of a little repercussion to say, hey, you know what I mean? Uh, You ain't going to let us bait. You ain't going to let us, you know, feed the deer and blah, blah. I think this is a, a message saying, hey, you know what I mean? I'll be back in the truck. I'll have a reporter with me. Mark Depew is a sergeant with the DNR in Gaylord. He says whatever the motivation is for poaching, it doesn't really matter. They're stealing from everybody in this state. Those animals belong to us, and uh, we need to take care of them. Depew says because everybody is talking about these poachings, and a $1,000 reward was recently offered, he's pretty confident they'll catch whoever did this. People usually just can't keep this quiet. They're going to tell somebody, you know, whether it's one day, you know, two years from now, they get intoxicated and they start to, something, somebody hears something. Anyone with information on the elk poachings can call the Michigan DNR. Penalties for poaching include at least $5,000 per elk and up to 180 days in jail. Four Points North, I'm Dan Wanshura. Each year, thousands of people enter a lottery to hunt elk in northern Michigan, but only 200 win tags. To ensure success, most hunters hire a guide. Increasingly, guides illegally bait the elk so hunters are guaranteed a shot. And some worry bad guides are ruining the sport. IPR's Taylor Wisner reports. At an elk park in Gaylord, guide Preston Castleman watches elk chew cud and relax. Your cows and spike bulls, smaller bulls kind of laid off here, uh, segregated from, from everybody else. They're, they're uh, I think, happy to be away from the, the herd bulls for, for a little while. Lately, watching elk hasn't been so serene. Castleman says other guides in pursuit of hunting large bulls are breaking the rules. The majority of hunters who win an elk tag hire a guide to take them through the woods. But Castleman says guides often go on land they don't have permission to be on. The animals may be onto a, a small 10, 15 acre piece of property where they should be safe because nobody has permission to go. But, um, you know, the animals get drove off of that onto an area where they can get hunted. And he says some guides are not making sure hunters shoot elk ethically. Shooting multiple times at a herd can lead to more than one elk being shot. Injuring elk and not killing them is seen as a hunting sin. Another longtime guide, Vern Bishop, sees that happen a lot. And this one time I seen him shoot with the headlights and wounded a calf elk. Never reported it. And that calf was going with the front right shoulder was a flop in the way trying to keep up. Shining lights on elk during hunting season is also against the law. The Michigan DNR says elk hunting violations were up this year. Now baiting elk, which is illegal, has increased to about 10 cases this year. Sergeant Mark DePew. If I have a hunting license and I'm using um, bait to lure these animals in or to keep them in an area, that's going to be very effective 
and basically it comes down to cheating. Um, if the other hunter is not doing it and the, the, the bad hunter is using bait, um, that hunter is going to be the one that's going to see the animals. This winter, a high-profile local elk guide made headlines after baiting elk. Kevin Johnson, who hosts the outdoor program Big Boys TV, was charged with luring elk with bait onto a hunting property. Because he was caught before the hunting season began, officers were able to pin the crime on him. But DePew says cases against guides are rare. If the crime occurs during a hunt, the penalty falls on the hunter. If a, a guide put out 100 pounds of corn and the hunter is hunting over that and he, didn't, he or she didn't even know that, ignorance is not an excuse for that violation. They would be held accountable for that. DePew does not agree with that but says his hands are tied. As far as in the law, uh, holding a guide accountable, that's one of our obstacles to overcome. Over the years, the number of guides has swelled. The DNR gives hunters a list of guides. When it started, there were just a few names. But last year, the DNR's list grew to more than 50 names. And with more people, Castleman says comes more competition. Just trying to get you know, a little bit of an edge uh, over the next guy. I mean, we, we all pride ourselves in our success. So, you know, that being said, if you aren't putting animals on the ground for people, you know, you're, you're not successful in most guys' eyes. Ending the trip with a happy hunter usually means more business for the guide. I would bet that over three quarters of the calls that I get uh, from clients came from word of mouth Joe Blow hunted with me five, ten years ago and was tickled. Get enough hunters and guiding can be lucrative. Each one can take up to 15 hunters a season. And guides can charge anywhere from a couple hundred dollars to two grand per hunter. DNR officers say legislators are considering adding regulations for who can guide. But Castleman says he thinks guides will just keep pushing the law until they're held responsible. As a legitimate guide in Michigan, if nobody polices us, you know, the, the small handful of people that are bad make everybody look bad. DePew says the DNR won't give hunters a list of guides anymore. And he recommends hunters ask a lot of questions before they pick their guide. For Interlochen Public Radio, I'm Taylor Wisner. That's the show this week. I'm Noelle Riley. Peter Payette helped me produce the show. Tune in to Points North every Friday on Interlochen Public Radio. Thanks.